Herman Sabilaba. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Social entrepreneur, leader, speaker, coach, MOOC facilitator and trainer. Herman is the director at Founder Institute, International Institute for Global Leadership in Cape Town area of South Africa. Herman is active citizen, business developer, leader, enthusiastic, creative, open-minded, and self-motivated person who is looking to build upon his experience. He is an achiever who takes on and achieves stretches, challenges, and targets while maintaining a high service standard. He's fully capable of working independently as well as a team player who aims at creating collaborative relationships with others by offering support, sharing ideas, and best practices. Herman's dream is to impact one million lives in Africa and across. Welcome to Challenges of Faith. I'm Gary McKeon. Challenges of Faith. Thank you for returning. For the listeners who are hearing you for the first time, let's travel with you from past to present. What is JCI's mission, and what did your roles entail? Okay. So before we go there, uh, I want to uh, greet my listeners and the awesome opportunity you always allowed me for me to speak to the world. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that uh, I can still communicate. Uh, am I clear? Can you hear me properly? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, you, I asked the question, what is GSI? GSI uh, uh, became like a family to me. So it's, it's called Junior Chamber International. Uh, it's an organization for young people uh, between 18 to 40 years. Uh, what they do is to look around their communities and turn what they see around into opportunities. So basically, that's just I. So we stand for uh, lots of social issues, and uh, we we train young people to be leaders. Uh, we train them into governance. Uh, we train them into protocols of le- leadership and servant leadership. So basically, that's the GSI, and that's what I can say. And uh, I feel proud of being a, a member and uh, an ambassador for the organization. So I've achieved so much uh, being a GSI member. Yeah. You know, uh, Brother Herman, it's so good to have you on again. I know it's uh, it was just last year, but um, I'm, I'm enjoying the conversation already. Today's program is your program. Just wanted to make sure before we see and hear the exciting things God is doing with and for you, that those listeners who uh, were not a part of the last program that you were on had a chance to know that you, in a short time, have come a long way. What is the HTS holding PTY LTD, its mission and your role? <laughs> That's not great. Oh, oh. That's one of my babies. Um, I didn't uh, mention earlier that uh, I'm a social entrepreneur and uh, um, a speaker and a business coach and a trainer. So uh, one of the things I do, uh, 
that uh, I own a company. I have three companies uh, right now, and one of the companies, the one you have just mentioned, uh, is HPS Holdings. Uh, it's a software company with develop software and systems. Uh, it's been uh, it's been in, in existence for the last five years. Uh, that's what I can say. Uh, as a business person, I always seek for more opportunities. Someone will be asking why you don't speak on that. So I think just um, on the continent where we are, uh, the continent needs young people like us, uh, like myself, uh, to create employment and also uh, to create a big impact of, of of what is happening here. Because I believe that as uh, an entrepreneur. Uh, this this continent is still a virgin continent, actually. That's what I can say. So we have massive opportunities. So my company is currently employing uh, seven people, and we have a team of volunteers, which are also three people. So in total, we have ten staff on that company. Herman, what is College Eve? The mission and your role. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good as well. Um, college is uh, is a platform for uh, what we call the high school uh, graduates who are looking for uh, career choices when they want to join colleges and or, or here we call them universities. So this is a platform where uh, I pick interest in what was being done, developed by that time. And uh, I shared the story, a personal story, all about the noise. I shared a personal story of um, how I wanted to come to the States some time back to uh, to do uh, a degree course, but I didn't know where to go in kind of searching for uh, uh, which college must I which college must I uh, apply for, what could be the uh, the course choice. So uh, when I shared the story with the founders uh, of, of College East in the state, um, and I told them that actually this is something which we need in Africa, where we need to have some people come and study in the state. So College East is a platform for all those uh, high school learners who want to join College at the university. Uh, it's, an amazing, it's an amazing platform. Uh, they guide you on the career choices. The universities to go to, and uh, often we have scholarships uh, in certain uh, in certain fields. Uh, for the past year, I've been working with with the team. We managed to give scholarships to people good in the sport, um, and uh, and and talents like music. So basically, that's college is, and uh, I'm a coordinator for Africa for college is. Brother Herman, you have truly been moving. And as I have previously shared with the listeners, God would be using you from a global perspective, and he is indeed. What's the Founder Institute, its mission, and your role? Okay. That's, that's another incredible journey. Um, our Founder Institute uh, is a hub. Is uh, uh, I call it a hub and uh, I call it an incubator for ideas. It's an institute under Silicon Valley. Uh, if some of the listeners are familiar with what is Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley is uh, 
uh, is an incubator way of uh, way uh, apps like Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn. Uh, they come from uh, Silicon Valley. So uh, Founder Institute is just uh, an, an institute under uh, Silicon Valley. So uh, my journey into this um, uh, is because of the, uh, the work I'm doing on the continent. Uh, I have a passion for young people. I have passion for startups. I have passion for ideas. I have passion for crazy ideas. So uh, my name just came up. Uh, I didn't apply for a spot to be there, but uh, I was approached uh, of what, is, what I'm doing on the continent, and they said it's an opportunity where I can add more value to the startups and the ecosystem of uh, uh, the continent. So uh, it was an, an intensive interview where I test my DNA, uh, DNA test. Uh, the brain power to handle uh, some brilliant ideas and crazy ideas. So basically, we stand for uh, 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 changing the world with crazy ideas. Uh, we also standing for social aspects. We we we, uh, we work with the uh, sustainable medium goals. Uh, that's what I can say. Uh, and we said way back with the millennium millennium goals under the UN. So uh, Founder Institute is an incubator for crazy ideas, and we are all over the world. We, we are in each and every city. In Africa, we are just growing, but uh, I think we took over almost most of the countries in Europe. Yeah. So, listeners, <clears throat> you're hearing that Brother Herman is speaking from a global perspective, and keep in mind, we're talking about an international institute for global leadership. We're talking about leadership, and we're talking to Herman, who is a leader. Herman, you're also the executive managing director at Hands Dirty Solidarity. Solidarity. What does your role (laughs) entail and aims and goals? It's quite a lot of things, but... um... To answer that, um, the laws are not even followed from uh, from what exactly I've been doing in other organizations. I think uh, I can say that one journey leading to another journey. Uh, it's, it's just doing things in a, in, a, in, a, in a best way possible and being innovative. Um, that's why I've been moving from organization to organization and building uh, uh, leaders, and uh, uh, exercising service uh, servant uh, servant leadership. Uh, so coming back to the question that uh, all the laws have been being in other previous organizations, it's not far from uh, uh, what you're asking me right now. So it's, mm-hmm. it's quite the same. Uh, it's quite the same. The same roles I've been doing. Only that uh, uh, things in a different way, but still remain the same task. Only that uh, I want to take this advantage uh, to ch- talk about uh, what I have just come up with, uh, being uh, with an incredible journey as a leader and uh, as a global um, uh, figure uh, that I've not uh, only uh, being part of uh, organizations and companies, but also uh, coming up uh, 
my own thing, certainly my own thing. I mean, uh, things I feel proud of. Uh, you, you didn't pick up the, uh, the Brave uh, design. Uh, it's, my trademark is a closing trademark, uh, which said, uh, uh, I can say, since 2015, I've been working on it. Uh, it's, it's been my baby. And uh, I'm happy to share the good news with the listeners that uh, this, uh, this same year and this same month, uh, because I was born in this month on 20th September, uh, so uh, we will be starting to sell our clothes to the world. And our target is to take over the world uh, with clothes made in Africa. Uh, but I want to share the bottom line of this uh, journey in, in, in one sentence that... Uh, my mother, she's a fashion designer, and she's getting old. Uh, she tells me good stories how she became, how she, how she came passionate about fashion. Uh, but my mother, during their time, they were not paid to be models. They were not, uh, they, were, they were doing things out of their head, but not to get money. So I thought, how can I keep my mother's legacy? And also making her proud when she's still alive and celebrate her life. So basically, uh, the, 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 the trademark is to honor my mother. So I want I want the listeners to take it from me that it's always good to honor our parents when they're still alive and uh, than when they are dead. So when you do things in their honor, when they, when they can still witness, uh, I think even if they are, even if they are dead, their souls left in peace because of what you have what you have exercised when they're still alive. So, uh, my brother, I can testify that uh, God is amazing and God is real and testimonies and, and the miracles still happen uh, if, you keep your, if, you keep, if you keep your life and you keep focused uh, uh, with Jesus leading uh, your way. So, uh, yeah, that's what I can say. And I can end up with uh, about this question that uh, we are looking for... Uh, Investors who can invest in, in our small factory. We have a small factory. So, uh, if, if any of the listeners is willing to actually help come and support, uh, that would be very welcome. Uh, because for now, we are using only volunteers to come and help us. We pass skills to them, uh, we teach them how to sew, and then after they, they, they acquire skills of sewing, and they also end up uh, producing garments. And we're using the, uh, our grandmothers, uh, the, the communities, uh, to support them uh, because they, they, they can't work. South Africa is, uh, is a complex country that uh, when people are out of employment, uh, they, they have nothing to do. So it, it becomes, really, life becomes hard for them. So they, you need to support your grandfather or grandmother until when they die. So... Uh, the brave design is looking into how we can actually have uh, a department just to help these people. We don't keep them as old people, but we keep them active as well as earning something from to earn a living. Wow! 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 Praise God, Brother Herman! You are a man of many hats. Wow! 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 And think about it, listeners, all that he just shared. Brother Herman, what is faster capital? And what does your role as regional partner 
<laughs> of Pastor Kathy and Tail. Uh, oh, that's great. Okay, Pastor Kathy, let's follow from the incubator that I've been talking about, but uh, Pastor Kathy is a virtual incubator. Uh, uh, after working with uh, 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 Founder Institute and Silicon Valley, uh, I discovered something uh, which was uh, really so profound to me, uh, that we, we, when we look for ideas, we, we, we look for a space. We went to space and uh, we have to get the people into the incubator to come and uh, work with them along the journey, uh, making their ideas, training them. But we said, uh, what is the impact of people coming with incubators? Because at the end of the day, the incubators need to get uh, for the cost, like rental, uh, uh, to pay the bills. So, Pastor Kato uh, saw a gap. It's a virtual incubator, whereby we take a good idea into our incubator, but the person doesn't sit anyway. We, we, we don't have physical spaces. So, what we do, we utilize the free Wi-Fi spaces, because like in South Africa, uh, we have so much hope, but we have hope in terms of Wi-Fi, but we have uh, Wi-Fi hotspots around the city, so what we we do that uh, these people, when we choose good ideas, we become co-founder and co-founder into the idea. Once the idea is good, so when the idea is extremely good, we are actually our starting investment is 50 percent into the idea. But when the idea is uh, extremely good, uh, what we say like if the idea is crazy enough. We, we, we invest up 75% into the idea. So basically, Pasta uh, Capto uh, is a virtual incubator, and we, we invest into good startups, uh, uh, and we, uh, we become co-founder and co-founder into your idea. That's what, that's what, uh, what Pasta Capto is all about. And we are also based in, uh, based in Dubai, um, uh, a, a regional partner into the business, uh, meaning that uh, I'm part and par- part and partial of the the, the foundry of Pasta Capital. Yeah. Listeners, we're headed toward really seeing how it all began. We we talked about uh, and and Herman is sharing those various titles that uh, he's wearing, but it all started somewhere, and, and you know. That's where we got to be thankful and continue to be thankful to God about. Because, Herman, I know you have so, so much to be thankful for. So let's delve into it. Brother Herman, why is September always, always a special month for you? And this time, why is it double special? (laughs) I think uh, it's the the power of God. Uh, That's what I can say. And I've discovered that uh, uh, it's outside with the family. I think my mother is an incredible mother. I can share my story with the rest of the world. The listeners can listen to this. Uh, my mother got pregnant when she was still staying um, the family. Uh, she wasn't married yet, and she got pregnant. And uh, even so, she was she was 22 years by that time. Uh, but that time to get pregnant, it was abomination when you were not married. So the family was a religious family. So she endured a lot of pain because my father, by that time, was still a, a, a young graduate. 
he had no enough money on on himself and then he, he abandoned my mother so my mother struggled with the pregnancy for the entire nine months without seeing my father so when i was born uh, in september on 28th my mother after going through the humiliation of the family and the relatives she got a pen and the paper and she wrote a letter to my dad and said dear andrew i know you are going through a lot uh, you are working hard to make sure that me and my pregnancy uh we okay as much you are, you are known to with me uh but i know you are with us so i want to share the good news with you that i have gave back a baby boy and this boy is called Herman and you are welcome to name the boy the son name that was the message to listen uh, to wow. my mother to my dad and my mother imagine going after going through the humiliation she could say no i don't want this guy anymore i don't want anything to do with this guy but she was brave enough to to stand and say no this baby belongs to this guy so mm-hmm. uh I always I always said to young people whenever I speak in schools when I, when I get a chance to speak to the young girls I always told them that uh uh when a baby is born the baby is always innocent so and when someone offends you you have to think twice uh so my mother is a typical example of why women can always endure pain and do the right thing so what what will happen that after being humiliated women always uh, forget that uh, they have a, a, a life to, to look after so today i can say that september is so great because it gives you a, a, a brave guy like me and a change maker and uh, a global figure wow, who is changing not only himself not only his family but it's changing countries and changing the and changing the job and i can tell you my brother uh uh that uh, uh people who are who are born in september i've seen all of them that doing amazing things i think mm-hmm. i can say september is a special month and whoever born in september if he or she is not uh actually changing this world maybe i can say jokingly that uh, this person wasn't told exact month when he was born when he or she was born uh september for me is a special month but i can always uh, take this to god that uh, uh my mother never be, never been in the dark uh being in the dark meaning that my mother has been uh praying to god all in her entire life the same applies to me i've never been uh in the dark i've been always trusting in god and my mother has been there been there for me all, all the time uh and i used to tell my mother that she only gave back to me uh because i remember uh sometime back i was applying to a visa to go to australia and then uh, the consul general asked me how many brothers do you have herman and i said i have lots of brothers and lots of sisters and then how many do you have? i'm gonna say i said uh i have nine nine sisters and i have seven seven seven, seven brothers and said, I don't know from your mother and father and I said no some of them are from my father some of them are mother then they said no 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 come on wait 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 those are half brothers and half sisters <laughs> so so when I went back home I said mommy mommy uh this lady said to me these sisters are half brothers and half sisters <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> but my mother said to me, no, 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 there's nothing like half. Please, I got pleasures and pistols. But, you know, but I can always say that um, it always comes back to our families. They're doing amazing, amazing jobs. So uh, if they stand there for us, we must also be ready to stand there for them. Because some, some people forget their families. When it comes to the families, they, they forget the family values. But I, I can say that I've been working with the family values uh, for my entire journey. I think that's why I'm always on the spotlight. And I can tell you, my brother, that uh, uh, all the things I have achieved, I have never thought of being on interviews like this, winning the awards I have won. I've never, and I've, I don't do these things to win awards or to be on the radio, but I do things which I feel like I must do them, and I'm always a done to hard person. I think um, this celebrity thing also somehow kills uh, people to go far in life. So I, I'm always thirsty to do more things to people and to get more, um, to see that uh, more people are being changed by my work because I, I still have a, a, a vision to make sure that a million people can stand and say because of Harman, that's why I, I'm ABCD. I want a million people all over the world to testify about my name, that because of Harman, I know that I've reached that number, but I want the actual people, physical people saying, Telling the world that because of Haman, that's why I've achieved this. So to that's me, true. I always feel that I have a lot of work to do. Uh, I've not actually done anything. So each and every day, whenever I get an opportunity to do something, I do it as if I don't have tomorrow. So I think that's what has made me to be a very uh, a good leader and a change maker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, just think about that. Um, the uh, blessing of a beloved mom, dad, family. A birthday, a launching clothing uh, trademark. You talking about God moving in your life, making a difference. Herman, recently you were announced as the newest top 100 South Africa difference maker. Share with our listeners what that meant and means for you <laughs> and others. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for that. Um, I was really blown away and. I- and shared to the world that um, when I got a call, I was um, I was in a class. Uh, I, I got a scholarship uh, to do uh, a, a certificate course at a postgraduate level in, at the University of Cape Town. So I was in a class with my classmates, where uh, leaders, executive uh, directors, were just people of those, those titles. So when I got a call, they said, I want to speak to Harman. I said, yes. They said, Harman, um, so they said, so tell us more about who you are. Then I, I jokingly told them that uh, I don't think I can say to, like, who am I because I, I need a lot of time to say who am I. Then I, mm-hmm. I told this uh, lady who was on the call that uh, you can go to my social uh, social media handles, Harman Seboliba on Twitter, Harman Seboliba on LinkedIn, also on Facebook. You're going to see who am I. She said, no, okay, I understand, Haman. Before I made a call, I actually went there. But we want to hear from you. What Are you the one? I said, okay, fine. So I told them, I shared the journey with them. And then um, the, I, I thought that was only one person on the call. But uh, many people in the and, in the background, I think it was a, a, a loudspeaker call. So they had me talking. And I can tell you that uh, I had people whispering the eye, this is the guy, this is the guy, this is the guy. So, so when, when the conversation was done, 
I got an email and they told me that this woman, uh, you've been nominated as one of the top 100 different makers in South Africa. Wow. And I was, I was like, what? I screamed. I couldn't take, I even tears was coming out. I went to my mm-hmm. professor and said, I've been nominated. I don't know how it feels. <laughs> and uh, it, it was uh, quite exciting. But some of the things they looked at, it was my work mm-hmm. uh, I've been doing in communities around uh, South Africa. I took mm-hmm. the risk to go and work in communities mm-hmm. which are real evangelists, where there's mm-hmm. gangsters, there's drug addicts, there's school group out. So I took a risk and I went there and I worked there and I wasn't actually attacked. But what I did there was sharing uh, sharing a story to these young people. I wasn't faking anything to them. I told them, you said, guys, God is real and life is real. And I told them how I've walked this journey and why I'm so and so. And then they could see me not even driving a car by that time. I was Mm-hmm. I was just a normal person like them, but when I shared the story to them, they said, oh gosh, this is a guy who is speaking to us, in front of us, and he has so much education, he has so much work experience, he has so much skills. But anyway, uh, anyway, brother, so I changed a lot of young people around South Africa because I took a risk to do the data work. Uh, that's what I can say. I took a risk to do the data work. I believe the diamonds, uh, they look so nice. But if you don't, if you're not willing to go and do mining, you won't get those diamonds. So I saw, I saw the diamonds around those communities. So I take, like I take the, the, the strategy. I have to, uh, to take the courage to go and do the mining so that I can get those diamonds. Today, I have had a lot of young people coming out with businesses, leaving drug addicts, uh, leaving the gangsterism, and I was telling them that don't just drop being a gangster. Don't just go being a drug addict. It's going to be a process. The same way you went into this, it's going to be the same way you're going to get you're going to come out, like a ladder. So when you're taking one, one step at a time to reach on top, even if when you're coming back, you take the same steps. So I think that meeting was so powerful to them because I didn't judge them, but I put myself in their shoes and we walked the journey together. So I was named different makers South Africa. Uh, I won that award and also I, be- I became an ambassador. Uh, to, tell mm-hmm. the, to, to tell the listeners uh, that uh, 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 this program comes from USA, from Chicago. It's called the Blue Ribbon, mm-hmm. the Blue Ribbon uh, Campaign. It comes from Chicago. It's because mm-hmm. Chicago, we are told in Africa that Chicago is one of the worst, so to use this word, but they say it's one of the worst uh, states where there's a lot of sh- shooting and gang assassination. So mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, there were brave people who stand to see that Chicago, the state of Chicago is changing. So we, they brought the same concept from Chicago and it was replicated here in Africa for us also mm-hmm. to, to use it to change our communities. So I'm a brand ambassador for different makers of Africa but also an ambassador for different makers, USA. So I work in two continents. That's what I can say. Yeah. Praise God. Brother Herman, how about the potentiality of TED Talks? Everybody knows about TED Talks. TED Talks? Yeah, the 
Mm-hmm. The TED talks. Yep. What? How about the potentiality of that? How about the potential? Um, I know that uh, recently um, you were hoping to be a part of the um, uh, the global speaking network in terms of the TED talk. How's oh, that going? Oh, oh, wow, wow, wow! Uh, thank you so much, my brother. And I'm happy to share this with you. That uh, um, I've been inspired by the TEDx uh, for a long time, for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of one, because of one thing that uh, this platform doesn't look for people with names, doesn't mm-hmm. look for people with degrees, with PhDs, uh, with masters, but this platform looks for people actually doing things. They they don't mind the name you have, but they mind what you do. You know, uh, they look mm-hmm. for innovative people. So I've been always uh, inspired to being part of this. Uh, but I can say I think everything has its own time. Um, I, I was approached last year to apply uh, to be part of it, but uh, I was so busy with a lot of things because I always plan my year every, every like now I'm planning for I've already planned for 2020. So I always I always make my programs before the year comes. So Felix was out of that. So I said I'll apply for it uh, this year. So I can share to the world that uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, once I'm once I'm nominated, and once I'm chosen to be part of it, because I really want to, I want to be there. And I want to thank you, my brother, right now for interviewing me, but also being my senior mentor on this. So the listeners, mm-hmm. I can tell you that one of my, one of my senior mentors, the guy behind all these achievements <laughs> you are listening to, is this is this, this guy laughing in the back end now. <laughs> so this is the guy oh, who was always looking for. We're looking for the incredible job. Haman is being on the continent. Uh, we have never, we have never met my brother, but he's always after what Haman is doing, what brother Haman is doing. So thank you so much for this incredible journey uh, with me. Wow. And I believe that uh, the more, the more, the, the, the more you squeeze what is in me, I think I still have a lot of things to get out. The good things are always coming out. So you are, you are one of my senior mentors. And uh, also, I have another professor in USA. Uh, I've worked with him. He really, he really gets inspired with my work. Uh, I also take him as my mentor. So, TEDx, uh, uh, to those who want actually to be uh, part of the global speaking uh, network, it's, a, it's, a, it's an incredible uh, platform. Uh, despite the competition, because it only takes 20 people. Uh, I don't know how many applied, uh, but I, I always say, believe in God. Uh, he do things for you where you don't even uh, expect them. So I believe that uh, he will actually grant me this opportunity to be in Canada next year, good really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, first and foremost, I thank you, my brother. It's a, it's a humble honor. Listeners, look how God through Herman sojourned. Look at his sojourn, and Herman does not shy away from acknowledging uh, all the people that is for him. But most importantly, if you know about Herman, it's about God. Brother Herman, being a Ugandan born in a country which had civil wars and political instability for decades, what has it taught you? 
Uh, you want me to make a comment on that? Yeah, what, what have you learned so far? You know, since childhood, you've been fascinated by the constantly changing world that all of us live in. And so today you're a traveler. You go back and bring it to where you are. What have you learned? Uh, I think I can say to, to the world, I can share the good news that uh, I, uh, I've come to learn that uh, peace is, is very, 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 very important in any way possible. Uh, if there's no peace anywhere, even if it's a workspace, uh, even if it's a friend you are with, when there's no peace in between you, I think it's one of the, the enemies of humanity, peace. So uh, being uh, born in a country where there is, uh, is political instability, but there was also wars in that country. I came to appreciate that uh, when, you are, when, when you have peace, you don't take it for granted. When there's democracy, you don't take it for granted. Uh, and I also come to learn that uh, how, when you talk of things like rule of law, uh, what does it mean to you as an individual? So uh, uh, coming from that journey and I came to South Africa, I didn't forget uh, that I need to look after the people I have left behind, like not forgetting my roots. I've been working tirelessly that whatever opportunity I get, I share it back with young people in, in Uganda. So uh, the first opportunity I took back to Uganda was uh, the Junior Chamber International. I teamed up with different Ugandans all over the world to take over this organization uh, back in Uganda because we see that this organization was uh, the water on the fire, actually, as I can say. So the, uh, the, the, the problems which young people were facing in the country, we thought that we would take this organization back to, to Uganda, or, because it was there before, actually, I can say that. It was there before. But because of the political situation, it was, it was closed down. Then we said, okay, fine, guys. We are young people. We can now start this organization in, uh, innovative, in a better, innovative way, and so that it can help everyone. So we took that opportunity back in Uganda, and then it was, we built up, we built, we built step by step, and the organization was launched in Uganda. And I'm still proud to be part and part of the team, and I, I always cherish that. And uh, from that, I also took another organization, which I personally uh, uh, I opened in Uganda, is an NGO, because I literally Ugandan situation was different from the South African situation. Uh, the problems of Ugandan people were not the same problems of uh, of uh, people of South Africa. So, but what I did, I actually replicate the model here. Then I, I went back to Uganda, and I opened uh, an organization called the uh, Reconstruction Living Labs. And here uh, I looked at the HIV/AIDS. I looked at the high prostitution. I looked at uh, uh, pregnant uh, pregnancy rates of, of young young people. And, and, and the most uh, thing I looked at was actually the boy-child education. Uh, I can share this to the listeners that uh, most of the people, when they come out, they always talk about girl-child, 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 girl-child. But they forget that uh, if we are to make this, this world a better nation, 
we need to train our men, we need to care after our men. Actually, we could even take men as fragile people because these people, men still being neglected. That's why, actually, a lot of wrong things happen and women always put the blame on men because no one is actually standing to look up to men and say, men also deserve, uh, deserve this. And I always give an example of our mothers. When they give birth to a baby boy or a baby girl, the treatment is always the same and equal because this is my baby, is a boy, my baby is a girl. But when we grow up, I don't know where we go wrong along the journey to think that a girl child needs a special attention more than, a, uh, more, more, more than a, a boy child. So in my reconstruction leading lab, we looked at the importance of a boy child and, and the importance of uh, equipping uh, the boys with skills uh, and even uh, life orientation to make sure that we live a better world. So it wasn't something easy for me because uh, many organizations came out and they said, yeah, but Herman, listen, the issue is not about men, the issues are women abuse, child abuse. And I told them that the men whom you, you, you accuse of abusing were also once young, young kids, they were also, they were also once babies. They don't come from on top and they fall down. So uh, it's, it's been a, a tough journey for me, but I always say that uh, I always love uh, such challenges because they make me learn a lot of things. Uh, yeah, so for now, I, I can say that my work in Uganda, people can feel it. Um, and um, I celebrate success because I always believe in the power of changing one life. Uh, but if now it just keeps uh, if, if the number uh, if the number go up to 100, 200, uh, 500, then for me, I always feel proud of that. Hey, brother Herman, how many countries have you visited, and what have you learned regarding the causes and effects of current and future human interactions? I've visited so far 27 countries, uh, uh, and uh, I can always tell my listeners that uh, uh, traveling is another school. Uh, there's no better school than traveling. I can always say that we have we have went we gone to school, we started high school, diploma, master's, PhD, but I think the best school in the world is to travel. Uh, the 27 countries I've visited, mostly some uh, African countries, but they have worked in 16 countries. So there is adventure and there's the work uh, aspect in that. So uh, when I speak in the African perspective, I can say that the, bo the borders were filled by the colonial masters. But what I discovered that however much you travel from Uganda to Kenya, Kenya to Rwanda, and Rwanda to Congo, you find that we are the same person, we have the same life experiences, we, I mean, we share a lot in common as people. Only the borders make us look different. So that is, that, that's the number one thing. And uh, working in different countries uh, is something also I can say that uh, is incredible but also very, very challenging because uh, I was taking, taking risks to work in countries where there's wars, like, for example, I was in the Congo, the eastern part of Congo, uh, Bukavu and Goma, 
I remember going to Sierra Leone as well. I remember going to Somaliland. Uh, but sometimes uh, what you always read on the news is not what is on the ground. That's what I can say as well. Uh, the news can bring something, a different story, because that's news. And, and uh, I can say this, that uh, I, I won't uh, say that I'm just trying the news, but uh, sometimes the news uh, helps you uh, to go where you want to go, but sometimes they can also mislead you. Like uh, thinking that maybe if when I go to Somalia, I'll be dead. When I go to Sierra Leone, uh, the lions will eat me. When I go to Congo, uh, I'll be attacked by the cheetahs. No, it's not. It's not that. So I can say that the media is did a good job with my traveling. Uh, in the sense that uh, I could always, I could always sense where the need is. And even if I'm working with people, when I'm caught on a team, that Hammond, where do you think we can go and do an impact? I could talk say. Now let, let us go to Senegal, or let us go to Ghana, or let us go to Nigeria. So uh, for me, brother, I can tell you that uh, uh, traveling, uh, I can spend the whole day talking about the good things in traveling. I have made friends, uh, I have made uh, family, uh, and even I forget to share this, that uh, in South Africa, where I traveled, uh, I got a wedding partner, and uh, I have a baby boy, uh, a baby boy called Tylon. So you can imagine how good traveling is. So, uh, so, uh, so, uh, I mean, you, you feel the value of traveling because mm-hmm. God will be protecting you to do things. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Brother Herman, as we headed toward wrapping up, it doesn't it doesn't seem like an hour and a half has passed that quick. But Brother Herman, how have you grown personally and professionally and with your growth? How are you creating positive changes in young people in the South African communities, in the countries and the world? Uh I think I can say um that um when I professionally, uh, when I graduated, uh, I didn't get a chance to get a job uh, because Uganda there's no jobs, uh, so I never get a chance to practice my profession, to practice what I started. Oh, uh, so uh, when I came to South Africa, I came here as a volunteer, and I get an opportunity to work as a social worker because that's what I started. So I can say that professionally there was growth. And uh, when, I, when I was volunteering and uh, I used my personal story to young people in the country, uh, they believed the story because they could see that uh, this is the life in front of us, talking to us. Uh, they, they, uh, that way, that's how I've been changing uh, uh, young people, and also uh, there's a point of integration uh, that uh, when uh, when you come and then you stay with them, that integration helps them to learn some skills from you and also learn skills from them. So uh, I think that can answer your question. Yeah. What role? What role is God and has God played? in your total sojourn, Brother Herman? 
Uh, did you get that for Brian? What role has God played in your journey? God has played a big role. Uh, I, 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 I'm happy and want to share this. Um, in, in 2009, uh, I was attacked. Uh, I was uh, I took a train, and uh, when I get out of the train, and uh, I was walking towards my house where I was staying by that time. Then I was attacked by five guys, and they had knives, all of them. So uh, they stepped in my face, actually, but the knife didn't uh, go into my eye. It wasn't like it didn't miss my eye, actually. Um, so uh, I didn't realize that actually they stepped me, and blood was coming out, but I was so angry that I was a young man. Um, then when I left at my place, I said to my colleagues that I've been robbed by this guy. They had knives, and, uh, uh, but I wasn't feeling pain. But they said, they've been, they have, you have been stabbed. Okay, so okay, they took me to, so they did the first aid on me. And then finally, I went to the hospital uh, the following day, and I, I had speeches on my face. Uh, so I, I want to bring the Lord with what good has prayed to me. So I always use this scar, this scar on my face that... Uh, it was because of God's power and working with Him. That's why this eye missed my, uh, this, the, 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 the knife missed my eye and it just went inside my, 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 my eye. And I always say that you can walk with a knife, but the, the, the whole spirit within you is stronger than that knife. Uh, and uh, that, that's the first witness. And uh, uh, the, another another instance uh, was I was actually sometime in Uganda, and uh, I went in a rural area. Uganda is much rural than city because I think we only had one city by that time. So I went to a rural area and uh, just uh, riding my, uh, riding a bicycle. Then I had the woman screaming. So when I went towards that where the screaming was coming from, I met this woman and she was screaming. She was pregnant actually. She was screaming so loud. Then I didn't know what to do, but um, I just went to the neighborhood, which was quite two kilometers away from that woman. And I said, "This woman is screaming and she's pregnant." So I ran back to this woman. Uh, out of curiosity, out of curiosity, I I just uh, put two of my sons to her mouth. Then I was screaming, "Push your baby! Push your baby!" Even I didn't know what I was doing actually. Push the baby! Push the baby! So finally, the old woman arrived on the scene, and uh, the time the old woman arrived, the head of the baby was almost out. So she she also hoped the baby was out. Uh, I can tell you that. Um, I was a midwife <laughs> without being even going to school. So that was the power of God. That was the power of God. And uh, another instance was my father when he went back to, to study journalism. And one of the modules he, he was covering, I was in grade 10 by the time, it was computer. And my father played the computer two times. And I've never played the computer in my life, but I could read everything. So out of curiosity, I I, saw, I I look on the computer and I said, Daddy, they are saying, uh, type uh, this document and name it, uh, name it a name and save it in a folder, open a new folder, name it and put it in that folder. 
I, I can tell you, my brother, I did that without having said a computer, without even having, having touched a computer in my life. So I can <laughs> say that uh, all these things, it was God's power. That's the Lord That's right. God has been playing in my life. That's the Lord God has been playing in my life. And very, very powerful. And I always use these things. I always tell people that I'm going to tell you things you have, you have never seen anywhere. We have never had them anywhere, but they're only coming from me. So that's the Lord God has been doing in my life. And I believe that quite a lot of things God still wants me to do. Uh, and uh, I'm always open and say, God, I'm here. I'm your servant. I'm here. Please use me. Yeah. That's right. Brother Herman, how can interested listeners become involved and contact you? That sounds great. I was waiting for that part. <laughs> we really, I really want to work with people, uh, most especially on my uh, trademark, the closing trademark, mm-hmm. the, the brave uh, trademark. Uh, mm-hmm. I really want to looking for investors who are willing to invest. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, if my brother, I will definitely nominate you to be part of my voice over that side. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, people can reach me over my email is uh, mm-hmm. H, uh, which is uh, starting for Haman, and then double S E B U L I B A. That's my surname. It's H Seboriba at gmail dot com. People can reach me over that. People can also reach me over my cell phone numbers, uh, plus uh, two seven uh, six seven oh five one, and then twenty four twelve. That's my cell phone number. Mm-hmm. People can also reach me at Skype, which is at the Brave. Uh, the Brave mm-hmm. is uh, Z A B R A V E, and people mm-hmm. can reach me via Twitter, uh, which is the Brave. Uh, it's uh, Z A B R A V E seven. That is my Twitter, and people can also reach me via Facebook, which is Herman Sebriva, which is H E R M A N. That's my name, and then other name Sebriva is double S E B U L I B A. And people can also reach me via LinkedIn. Um, my brother, I'm very famous on LinkedIn. I'm so happy that I'm one of the people in Africa with highest number of followers in the world. So I'm also there as Herman Sebriba, H-E-R-M-A-N, uh, and Sebriba, double S-E-B-U-L-I-D-A. So my listeners, uh, I'm looking forward, we are looking for actually investors into this baby. Uh, we are using young people as volunteers. We are using young people, those who really wanted to be models, and then they missed the chance. We give them that opportunity to be models. We don't use people who are famous. We use our people in the townships. And actually, brother, I'm looking at the people whom I have touched their lives for the, for the entire uh, 10 years back. People were gangsters, and I give opportunity to them that, okay, you're going to be my salesperson. Uh, you're going to be my model. You are going to, to handle my uh, social media. You're going to do other things. So I'm, I'm trying to show these young people that it's also possible. You can also one day own what I, uh, what, uh, what I own, and I always show them the power that you are more, the power within you, you have not even used a quarter of it. So, so my, my brand is all about that. Yes, I'm looking to make money, but I'm also looking to, the bigger part at least, 
to see that young people's mindset are changed and people are transformed and their skills also are empowered, yes. And also job creation because we're suffering with job creation, yeah. Any final words for the listeners? Uh, the final for the final word for my listeners, um, uh, I could say that uh, um, never underestimate uh, the power of God. And uh, when you get challenged, that's when the actual time when just for God is working on your case. So challenges uh, uh, are the true testimony that God is is doing something positive in your life. So the the moment that you don't get challenged, uh, I I can say that uh, there's disconnection between you and God. So let us embrace the challenges, and I can also say that uh, if you want diamonds, they, they they are glittering, they are very good, they are very expensive. But you have to take uh, uh, the, the, the the you have to take the you have to take the uh, amplification power to use. You, you you have to go for mining if you want to get a diamond. So don't expect you have to just get diamonds on the street because diamonds are hidden uh, treasures uh, down down in the earth. So if you really want to get that, you need to go. You, you need to be able to go for mining. That's what I can say, and I can say to you, my brother, that uh, thank you for this opportunity to be interviewed on this radio, and thank you for mentoring my life and shaping me and reminding me that, yeah, Brother Haman, you are, you are doing so much. Please come and share this to the world. I think that's so profound to me, and uh, I look, I'm looking forward for open opportunities for, for people in the state. Uh, I'm here as the voice. Uh, I, I trust I have a lot of uh, opportunities available for those who want to expand their their, their, uh, their business opportunities in Africa. Uh, we are open. The, the arms are open. So I'll obvi- obviously direct you uh, on what to do. Uh, even if I'm not part of your your brand, but uh, obviously I'm there as a person to direct you. I, I, I'm, the, I'm a compass to, oh, I'm a GPS for that, yes. All right. Brother Herman, uh, while you were talking, I sent it out to about over 80-some thousand people. Thank you for returning to Challenges of Faith radio program, which is now a part of iHeartRadio family. Return anytime you so desire, and may our gracious and merciful God continue, continue to bless and protect you and your loved ones. Thank Listeners, you. Listen to how our loving and merciful God has blessed and continued to bless our brother Herman. You're talking about a sojourn. Go back and hear his story. Search his story. Co-partner, my college ease, director, directors, that's all you're hearing about. Founders, executive vice president nominations, you know, young outstanding person of the world over in Canada, you know, uh, World One Award in Germany, honored by the South African Parliament, member of the Ethics Institute, recognized among the top MOOC's e-learning facilities. You're talking about Beyond Silicon Valley, Episode 4 in South Africa, 
and potentially joining, hopefully, the TED Talk speaking circuit. And you heard Brother Herman give honor unto God. That's how he has made it to where he is. And not only to God, his beloved mom, dad, family members. Doesn't make a difference how many. His family. But most importantly, to each of you. Thank you for joining Challenges of Faith. I'm Gary McCann. you. Mm-hmm. 